Welcome to Sparrow Pictures Podcast, where we focus on the stories and not the headlines. Because we believe that stories can change the world. Get Get ready, ready, because the the show show starts starts now. to Spearnomics for Kids. I am Abigail Thayer, your host, and today we are talking about wage equality. Earlier I watched some Tell Twins cartoons and, on Angel Studios, and it on episode 8, it was called Wonky Wages, and it, and it talked about how sometimes paying people equally doesn't always turn out right. So I have some questions for Dr. Kirk based off this, of that episode. So can we bring on him, please? Oh, hi, Dr. Kirk. How are you? Good, Abigail. How are you? I'm fine. So um, what have you been doing? Well, well <laughs> been, been traveling, been recording TV shows like this. Um, we had an amazing time last night we had a a benefit dinner well it wasn't a benefit dinner it was we we support a uh, a ministry here in denver denver dream center and what they did is they brought inmates out of jail for the night with with the huge favor of the department of corrections we brought their families in we asked their kids what kind of and the moms what kind of presents the kids would want so we, we fed them a great Italian dinner, and then we let the dads give the kids the presents that we got for them. And it was just tears, full of joy. It was it was awesome. Well, that's cool. So yeah. I've, I've got a few questions for you. So why, so why, why do some people get more money um, of some jobs that other people get? Well, it mostly it's because of experience. Um, you know, let's say you've been you've been working in a job for twenty years, right? You're going to be getting paid more than somebody who that's their first day on the job, right? Or education, like somebody who's gone through maybe college and graduate school, or maybe gotten their PhDs or whatever. You know, they're going to be um, paid more than somebody who doesn't have a degree. But, but a degree doesn't necessarily mean um, that you're going to get paid more, right? Really what it boils down to is do you know your stuff, right? Because in today's world, a college degree isn't necessarily as important as it, as it used to be because in a technological world, if you can take really good pictures, if you're a good artist, if you're a good computer program, whatever it is, and you show your portfolio, how good you are at something how much of a dedication to excellence and loyal you are ultimately will get you higher pay than somebody who's not. Mm-hmm. So can paying people equally affect the economy? Oh, massively. It's one of the biggest fights during election times that politicians have. And that's like increasing the minimum wage, right? Because everyone says, oh, we want fair wages. We want to increase the minimum wage. We can hardly afford to live. Which sounds good, right? But but in the end, um, let's say you're uh, you own a Chick Fil A, 
All right. And, mm-hmm. and you have to have a minimum wage and people used to get paid $15 an hour. And now you have to pay them $20 an hour because the minimum wage was raised. Well, what does that mean? It means that they're going to have to raise their prices because they have to pay everybody more. And if they raise their prices, maybe not as many people are going to come in to eat, or maybe they just don't hire as many people. And so whenever you raise the minimum wage, it tends to do the opposite of what you think it's going to do. It's not necessarily that that people are going to have a higher standard of living. It means it's going to be harder to get a job and probably fewer people are going to be working. Mm -hmm. So uh, now you're saying minimum wage. What does that mean? That's the lowest wage that an employer can pay somebody, right? So so I, I remember when I was growing up, it was like $7.42 an hour or something like that when I was in high school. And, and you know, every state has a different minimum wage, right? So maybe it's $15 or $17 an hour, whatever it is right now. An employer can't pay somebody any less than that, right? So, so you know, entry-level workers love to have a higher minimum wage. The employers don't like to have a high minimum wage. They would rather pay people what they're worth because when you have a higher minimum wage, again, means you have to raise your prices uh, to make ends meet. And then fewer people will buy your stuff. Yeah. So how important is education and experience in jobs? Experience to me as a business owner is key. I don't necessarily care if somebody went to college or not. I look at their experience. I look at how good are they going to be at their job? Are they loyal? Do they have good character? Do they have good ethics? And are they smart? Are they willing to learn right now? If they have a college education, that's even better, right? But but it's not necessary for me based on the um, company that I have. Now, some jobs require that you have a college education. Some employers require it like doctors and lawyers and things of that nature, you have to. But uh, for me, I don't I don't require it. If somebody has a college degree, it's a plus, right? But um, some professions require it, some don't. So as you're going, growing up and going through school, you have to know what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And it's like, if, if that job requires a degree, you, you, better, you better get one because you're not going to get a job if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to add value to a job? Well, adding value just means bringing something extra to the table. Uh, what makes you better than another candidate for the job, right? What kind of value do you bring? Um, or, you know, sometimes you could be a value-less worker, you know, which means you don't bring much to the table and then you're not going to have a job for very long. So, to me, bringing value to something means they bring something that I don't have. They bring something that I need and they do it with excellence and they do it with loyalty and they do it without complaining and they go the extra mile for people and they bend over backwards to help. That brings value to the table for, for me. So why do people run companies make, make more money? Well, so, well, some a company will make money if they have a product or a service that people want, right? They'll, they'll not make money if they have something that nobody wants, right? Because they're not selling anything. So, so that's one component of making money. The second component is 
you manage the company right. You you don't spend an awful lot, and you know you're you're frugal. You make more money than what you bring in. The third thing is you have great employees. You can't do everything by yourself, right? So you have to have a team that's better than you are at at certain things, right? Because you can't do everything. If you, and you have a product that people want. So if you do it with excellence, you have something that people want. You manage it well, and you you basically spend less than what you make. You're going to do just fine and be a profitable company.、Mm-hmm. So, how does Equal Pay impact gold and silver? Well, it impacts the economy, right? So, so when if if minimum wages kept going up, companies wouldn't hire as many people. That would put downward pressure on the economy. People wouldn't spend as much money. They don't have enough money to spend. Stock market comes down, and so therefore, gold and silver probably go up. Because it, it tends to be a flight for quality, a flight for safety. Right? As other investments are going down, gold and silver tend to go up because people flock to them. It's just kind of how it's always been. You can talk to Dr. Kirkstein with direct questions、um, at sparrowgold.com. Um, well, I I hope that you have a good. A good day, rest of your day, Doctor Kirk, and I will see you next week. Well, goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Abigail. All right. Well, I'm here with my friend Mike. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but Mike and I worked on a movie together. Yes, absolutely. Selection、awesome. Code. And、uh, if you want to see that, you can actually scroll down on our Rumble channel. But also, Mike is helping to support our new show at Spiro Pictures, and、uh, you're probably watching the show right now. But one of the things that we tell people all the time is that we know Mike, we love Mike, we support Mike. He's fighting for us. He's fighting for you. And、uh, you know, you also get a really great set of sheets and towels you know,、right. when you support him, right? So, and we love、uh, the the towels. When I yeah, first used、awesome. the towels, I was like, okay, a towel's a towel. Right. But then all of a sudden, I got out of the shower, I start toweling off, and I'm like. Oh my gosh! Like、uh, these things actually work. I didn't realize that I wasn't getting dry well, before. Well, that was a problem solution thing too. I got tired of towels. You feel them in the store; they feel lotiony. Yep. And, and you get them home; they don't dry you. That's what towels were supposed to be made for. And yeah, I did my、that. due diligence, and I found out why. It was stuff that happened in 2006 that changed our country forever、wow. with importing towels, and they added stuff to them、wow. to make them feel good. Took that out of it. <clears throat> I found technology that.、Uh, um, Proprietary technology, you can have. They actually feel soft, and they work. Wow, what a concept! I know, I know. So, <laughs> so Mike is fighting for、uh, election integrity. The fact that you can actually feel dry when you get out of the shower,、uh, you know, you could be comfortable、uh, walking around your house in your slippers. All of the stuff at MyPillow you can find at SpiroPillow.com, or if you go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code Spiro and get all sorts of discounts on all of his products. Thanks, Mike, yep, for everything yep, you do. Thanks. Good job. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Cryptocurrency underneath central bank digital currency is going to be tied to a digital social profile. Yep, is everything about you, right? So,、yeah. so this is where、uh, Dr. Pippa Malmgren at the World Government Forum in Abu Dhabi earlier this year explained why this is important to them. We're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting. And introduce a new one, and the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. 
It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? It's programmable money. If they right. don't like what you're spending money on, they can shut it off. They can shut it off. Yeah. Have they been so, doing no, that already? Technically, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, through like credit cards, right? If, right. if we've seen people, um, oh, I, I remember it wasn't too too far back that, that General Flynn got his, yeah. his card, you know, taken away, his bank accounts, right, at Chase yeah. or whatever. So there's... There's certain things where they know what you spend money on. If you step out of line, well, they're going to shut you off. Yeah. Well, the government always kind of has the ability to do that if they view you as an enemy of the state or whatever. That's nothing right. new. But what it what is new is what determines what an enemy of the state is, right? right. It's become a world that's so polarized yeah. that, that if you breathe wrong, you mm-hmm. could be classified as an enemy of the state. So, so yeah. here's where centralized cryptocurrency becomes very dangerous in the fact that you might not have the ability to buy or sell. Well, this is where you, it has very prophetic undertones. When yeah. you read through that, when you read through revelations, you hear about the mark of the beast and, and it's like, okay, you, you have to have a mark on your forehead or in your hand. And if you don't have that, you don't have the ability to sell, right? That mm-hmm. we've all read those stories. We've seen those, those horrible B movies way back in the day. It's like oh, it's scary as a kid, right? But yeah. But here's where just two days ago, I was watching this this video, um, and it was by a German economics professor at a at a at a university in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. And well, he was talking about central bank digital currencies. Well, the whole topic of How are you, what is the mechanism that you're going to use to pay for this? Well, there's a company in Europe called Walletmore, M-O-R, just W-A-L-L-E-T-M-O-R. And you can Google it and look it up. Yeah. Well, what is it? It's a rice-sized microchip that you inject your skin that then you can actually, like, if you can go to a a credit card reader at any store, Starbucks Mm -hmm. or whatever, right, and you just lay it on top of the machine and boom, scans your credit card information. You don't have to swipe it anymore and inject it. Same thing, except it's in your hand. Yeah. Right. So, oh my word, you couple that technology with central bank digital currency, which actually is centralized with the ability to to shut on or off your ability to buy or sell. Mm-hmm. And you now have your credit card in your hand yeah. under your skin, right? It's like, how much closer to Mark of the Beast could that be? Right. right. So, so the technology is technically there. Now, the technology of cryptocurrency blockchain decentralized is not that. 
Yeah. That's the ultimate in privacy, but right? Aren't but aren't they aren't they trying to use what happened with FTX to say that decentralized isn't regulated enough? We're concerned. We need to control everything, regulate it. So they're trying to to twist the narrative yeah. of we're here to protect you guys from somebody, you know, that's going to to like take all of your money that your life savings, you know, and they're watching this kid and he's just over there smiling about the fact that he has you know, wasted people's millions and billions of dollars. And some people's life savings isn't even that much, you know, it was their life savings. 